0: Hello ladies and gentlemen wherever and whenever you are in the world Shane from The Cave here just popping in to let you know that Paul and I will be back in the coming weeks with some brand new episodes of The Cave but in the meantime here is an exclusive interview I did with my friend Ace Lopez a little bit earlier in the year in Montreal he has one of the most epic Star Wars memorabilia collections I have ever seen you can hear in the interview I'm kind of overwhelmed as we start this interview uh, but we talk about the history of collecting, what it means to be a Star Wars fan, and just what it was like growing up in the golden age that was the 80s. Here it is on The Cave, Ace Lopez and myself. I do hope you enjoy. Here, take my back radio. It's looking at me. He's an ugly little spud, isn't he? I think he can hear you right now. I, I made that a money! did it! <laughs> Welcome to The
1: Cave! Hey,
0: He keeps us safe as the head of security of the Montreal Fringe. He runs the Montreal Shakespeare Theatre Company, and he used to run a comic shop and has one of the most epic Star Wars toy <laughs> collections I've ever seen. Ace Lopez, wake. welcome to uh, the cave. How are you, man? Very good. Uh good. I'm, so, I'm a little overwhelmed right now as uh, I yeah, was looking at this collection, because you told me it was good, and I'd seen some photos, but I had no idea it was going to be this good. It's
1: It's all right. It's
0: <laughs> I like it. Um, it's just such an amazing mix of like the new and the old, the vintage to, you know, to the black series and beyond. And there's just so much.
1: Yeah. I love doing that. I love putting, uh, uh, the vintage playsets and the vintage ships with a lot of the newer, uh, figures that came out in the last few years. I just find they didn't make enough, uh, of the good stuff in the vintage line. So I love adding like uh, filling
0: in all the gaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some some think that's sacrilege, but I don't care. <laughs> I love it. Okay, well, okay, we should just start with Star Wars then. Okay. Because you're so you're about ten years older than me, which when you were like you're in that sweet spot. Yeah. To be a kid when Star Wars was coming out for the, like for real for the first time.
1: Yeah, I was I was six years old when uh, when Star Wars was released, so I saw it. I saw it with my dad. I think yeah, with my dad. Um, and uh, that was in seventy seven and then the toys didn't come out because uh, i'm sure everyone knows this story, but they they weren't ready with the toys they didn't think it was going to be a big deal, so they 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 released the the this uh i don't know the, this uh, what was it a mail in offer yeah, that yeah. you could, yeah it was it was kind of ridiculous so i didn't i didn't really have the toys in seventy seven but when they started actually coming out in the stores in seventy eight that's when I started actually getting them and my first toy ever was a Chewbacca which yeah. I still have and it's up there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Chewbacca was the first one and Darth Vader was the second and I the reason I got those two is because of their height. I liked that they oh, were yeah? they were bigger than all the no, other I ones. So. Value yeah, them. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no. But uh, yeah, and then I got them all and then I remember uh, Christmas of 78 I my aunt brought me uh, brought me all the um, the um, uh, the cantina creatures Amazing. so I got that in one shot and yeah so it was fun so I was yeah I was right in that sweet spot for sure I was in school so everyone was into it yeah and um you know back then it's nowhere near what it is now I mean there's no there was no internet there was nothing right so all you did was you either went to a movie. Or you bought books, you know? Yeah. And, that, and that's how I followed the adventures. I continued... Like in school, there was a... I remember buying a, a quiz book by a kid named Rusty Miller. Yeah. Yeah, the Jedi Quiz Master book. And, and then there was a movie books that came out. So I was... You know, I had seen the movie and then I followed along in school. I was in grade one, grade two, grade three, whatever. And, and reading all the, the story books and stuff. And it was cool. So that was a good time to be around.
0: So, I mean, like, yeah, you've been around since the start. You've been around in the lull where there was no new Star Wars yeah. for a very long time. That was the and best time. Of course, time. there was the yeah prequels. And yeah, we don't talk you about know, the everything prequel. that came beyond that. And now, you know,
1: during that lull, man, there was nothing. There was so little coming out that there were fanzines. Yeah, you know, because again, no internet back then. You know, um, so there was fanzines that I that I actually got, and I was pen pals with people, Yeah. and I was able to buy. A lot of my collection That I didn't get as a kid You know Like the The, the last 17 they, They're they called the last. Yeah yeah So I bought a lot of those Through that And it cost nothing Because nobody was a fan anymore You know And um I remember having Only one friend Who came into my store With a Darth Vader ring And that's how I knew He was into Star Wars So yeah. So um um yeah i saw he was a fan because of his ring and we started talking we became friends ever since and uh he actually helped me make the star wars convention and all that um but uh yeah that lull was really good for buying stuff yeah i bet it was really good and when i opened do you want to talk about my shop
0: yeah i was that's the next thing i was gonna ask this you had a comic shop it was called empire right
1: it was called empire and again i opened it in the lull yeah i opened it Actually um
0: and that was that was here in Montreal. Yeah, that was
1: in Montreal, yeah. The resurrection of Star Wars started in earnest with with a comic book called Dark Empire yeah. and the Heir to the Empire series, yeah. right, the books, the the Timothy Zahn books, right? Um so the books had just come out and people kind of started getting back into it and then I opened my store because I had worked in a comic book store before for like 5 6 years and then I decided I wanted to do my own thing. I opened it and I started putting ads in papers and stuff, um, for, to buy Star Wars toys, right? And in my store, in my display case, I had a bunch of my old Star Wars figures yeah. for sale. Like, just, and people, people were so not into it that they would come in, I remember this clearly. They would come in. They would look at my figure. Oh, yeah. Hey, you want some? I have some in my basement. Oh my God. And I said, sure, sure. So I had people bringing in their old stuff. I, a lot of the times, I wouldn't even pay for it. They would just give it to get oh, rid of it. These guys are kicking themselves. Well, yeah. Yeah. And I started selling it. And people thought I was really insane. Yeah. They were... Can I swear on this? It's funny. Oh, good, good, good. It's the internet. So they in thought, it. yeah, yeah, it's the internet. <laughs> people <laughs> thought I was fucking insane because because here I am with display cases of Star Wars toys things that nobody cared about yeah. right and um but slowly slowly there was starting to be a period of other people coming in saying oh yeah I want that I never had that I'm going to buy that and slowly I started and I was the only store in Montreal selling these things and and again people thought I was insane I brought these toys to to conventions and stuff and I, and people looked at me like, I did that with a few different products, but we yeah. won't mention that. But well, let's stay with <laughs> let's stay with Star Wars. Uh, so I, I brought these toys and and toys in general. Yeah, I bought a lot of toys back then that nobody, no, it, the toy market wasn't big. This is before McFarlands. This is before yeah, all this before, shit, you know. Yeah, uh, so I would bring these toys and people would just think I was insane. And but other people would buy this stuff, you know. And I knew there was a market and. And then, boom, then the Star Wars, the yeah. prequels came out. You are ahead of the curve. I was, I was. And people, to this day, you know, I go to conventions and I, I'll see retailers from back then and guys will talk about it to other guys. Hey, you know, that's Ace. He used to, you know. and I was way ahead of the curve. But it was just because I loved Star Wars, do right? Do you think it's
0: because you, like, you kind of understood that, like, the nostalgia value of Star Wars? And like, um, like, it's just, like, why do you think it's such a beloved franchise?
1: You know, man, I, I, I wish I... I'm going to be honest, because I could lie and say that that's the case. Yeah. Really, it's just because I wanted to see them in my store. Yeah. I just wanted... They looked cool, you know? And and I, I don't know what it was, because I was always into it, Yeah. during the lull and everything. So, you know, I, I opened a comic book store. I named it Empire. You know, there's now a comic book store... A uh, series of Star Wars, which is wow, you know, and now there's books. So I said, hey, why not? Let me put the toys. So I don't think I was thinking about it, oh, these people will be nostalgic or anything like that. It wasn't even a marketing ploy. It was just, yeah. I loved seeing them in there. When I first started seeing people getting into it, then I said, okay, yeah. you know, I'm not the only one and there will be. Then I started thinking more of a business, you know, yeah. but uh, yeah, at first I think it was more... It was more my personal nostalgia, you know? So
0: on that, is that is that why you collect? Oh, yeah, like absolutely. Like, just to surround yourself with the things that absolutely. you
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Look, you get to a certain age and, I mean, I don't know other people and I don't know if future ages and past ages, but I, I'm i in an age where, where I grew up was, like, pop culture... Uh, Uh, explosion, right? the 80s, I was in high school and the 80s had first, you know, it it had Star Wars. It had, it had uh, action figures Mm -hmm. in general. It had video games, you know, video games was the first years of video games. It was like, uh, you know, music was a certain way. A lot of synth music. Yeah. Uh, uh, movies were 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 a lot of sci fi stuff. TV shows, Miami Vice, and all, these are all things that you know, like cool cars, cool. You know, so I grew up in an era where like like all the cool stuff seemed to be in in the eighties. Yeah, you yeah. know, so for me, like the nostalgia, just it, I think it hits me more than if kids in like 20 years say look back on this period where yeah. it's kind of like eh how
0: good yeah. cool was Ben 10? Ben 10? yeah that's just like a thing that kids like the
1: it's hell is not- Ben
0: 10 <laughs> exactly well, that's, that's the next thing I was gonna ask you do you think toys today are as good as toys when like you and I were kids like in the 70s And I,
1: I don't I, would well, depends on what toys right yeah. I mean uh you know will fidget spinners uh, last uh, no <laughs> no but that guy's rich <laughs> yeah he's that rich now yeah <laughs> <out. laughs>
0: um
1: i don't think they're as cool but I, you know i don't even know if it's because of the toys themselves i think it's just the people yeah you know what i mean it's like uh it's kind of like um a good analogy is the comic book world you know uh when you were buying comics in the 40s 50s 60s 70s 80s you know much different than when you were buying in the '90s and the 2000s, because in the '90s and 2000s it was full of speculators. So people bought them not because they loved them, but they wanted to make money off of them. Yeah, right. So were they as cool as when you bought them because you loved them? No, not for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I feel it's the same way. I don't think there's going to be the big nostalgia of 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 toys in in the future because I don't think they're. I don't know. I think the people are just not as nostalgic because it's not as cool of a period, you know.
0: And a lot of the things, I mean, something that's hung around for as long as Star Wars isn't going to be as memorable as Ben 10, for example. I don't even know what the hell Ben 10 is. (laughs) It's like a kid. He has a watch and he can turn into aliens. It's fine.
1: (laughs) No, I don't think think they're going to be as cool. Uh, And that's a perfect example. You know, cartoons from back then are way cooler than these cartoons nowadays. You know what I mean? Like... Like a Ben Ten will never be as cool as uh, the superheroes, the Transformers, GI Joe. Yeah, you know, um, It just
0: we really, we really had the best of the best. I- oh yeah, yeah. The eighties
1: were were like, like again, I was in high school in the eighties, you know, yeah. and so it was a perfect time. And I was a musician. I'm a musician, oh, yeah. so <clears throat> so. I mean, for, you know, heavy metal was this huge explosion in the 80s, you know, I had the hair down, to, you know. Yeah. um So. I've seen the photos. Yeah, there you go. I love the photos. There you go. <laughs> so, I mean, it was a great time to be alive. Uh, 70s, 80s, 90s were okay, but then it was like, eh, yeah. you know, you're getting older and anyway. Um, yeah.
0: One final question, and this sure. doesn't have to be Star Wars related, but sure. is there one like Holy Grail collector's item that you still don't have that. You know, you feel like it will potentially complete your collection if you get it.
1: Oh, wow. Um, That's a tough question, I know. Yeah. Um, There are, there are, there are some. I just need to to think about it. Are are we talking realistically speaking? Yeah,
0: something that you think you could actually get your hands on. That can
1: actually get. Okay, so not the rocket-firing Boba Fett. Yeah, I mean... That's like $20,000 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, nothing like that. Um, Is there a holy grail? Um... Um, look, I, I can give you small examples. Like, uh, I, have never had the blue snaggle tooth. Yeah. I, I could get, get it. You
0: could get, I could get it. If you're willing to fork out a couple of bucks.
1: I'm willing to, it's just, I've never found one that I really,
0: yeah. Like if you're going to get one, you want to get a good one.
1: I want to get a pristine, like yeah. all my other stuff. So yeah. So, uh, there's that. Um, uh, Holy grail, man. Uh, Ah. Uh fuck, you know, I have so much stuff. I have everything. Um,
0: this is honestly one of the best vintage collections I've seen. Oh, thank you. Um, For sure.
1: I'm missing some ships, but that's nothing. I mean, the only reason I'm missing them is because I just don't have the room anymore. Like, I'm missing the big shuttle Tidarium. You yeah. don't see it here. It's it's just, Where the hell am I going to put that thing? You know? Yeah. The wingspan is like... Well, I mean, know. you could put it in here. You
0: just wouldn't be able to come in the office.
1: That's it. That's it. Yeah. I got to work here still. Yeah. Um... Uh, you know there there is something that I really always wanted. Really cool is a life size um, Han and Carbonite. Oh, yeah,
0: I know you can get one for about I think three and a half thousand. Bucks. <laughs> See, and it's in Victoria, basically. Oh,
1: well, there you go. Um, uh, there's a cool um, life size Boba Fett action figure. Uh, yeah, Boba Fett action figure, oh, life size. Yeah. Yeah, so the action figure, like life size, the vintage.
0: Oh, I think I know. Yeah, I think I've seen the I've, vintage, seen, it. I've yeah. seen the Stormtrooper one of those.
1: Have you ever gone to a store in Vancouver called uh, Toy Traders? Okay, oh, w- we need to talk about this after. Okay. You're gonna, you're gonna lose your mind. Okay. Um, right. <laughs> okay, wait. Holy Grail. Holy Grail. Um, I, I don't know, man. I don't think I have. Like, if uh, you
0: tomorrow become friends with an eccentric billionaire, yeah, who's just like Ace. I love your guts. What, what's one thing I can get you? Money is no object. The Prince of Persia is going to take it. Yeah. Uh i to drink in the bar. But it's yeah, just yeah. an act of kindness and wants to repay it. <laughs> I've never. Uh, uh, what about, like, can I throw an example at you? Sure. Like, uh, an actual screen used R2 D2. Oh! Or something
1: like oh. that. Oh! I'd be happy with a a tie, an original Tie Fighter helmet, yeah. or a, an original uh, okay. a, a Royal Guard. So like uh, an actual like something that yeah screen use used up. or whatever yeah. yeah. Cool. But I don't know I don't I mean these I don't know I don't know if I consider those holy grails per se because the holy grail you're actually looking for that yeah I wouldn't be actually looking for we it could, you know. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if you could get it. You could probably get it somewhere, but there's
0: also something about like the thrill of the hunt.
1: Yeah, the thrill of the hunt is dangerous. Yeah, it's so dangerous. Um, uh, but I, I, you know, I, I know Gus Lopez. You know who he is? Is a number one collector of Star Wars stuff. Right. Uh, you got to look into him, man. Um, and he runs the. He runs the. Uh, the medallions I told you about. Okay. He runs that that portion of it. He's such a collector that he runs the the panels and all that stuff. Um, he owns a lot of original one-of-a-kind stuff. Cool. He owns the original Death Star. Whoa. Yeah. Like the model? The model. The like big, yeah. That shit. someone threw in the garbage. Yeah. It had passed from different people. Yeah. And the last guy who had it before him, um, it was found in the garbage. Yeah. Basically. My,
0: my friend, he uh, lives in <sighs> Sydney and when they filmed the prequels there, yeah. same thing, like he just picks some stuff out of the trash. So he's like, I think it's like the door to Count Dooku's ship or something. Oh, like yeah. That. Like yeah. the actual door. He just yeah, but, it in his house.
1: but like what are these people, what are they going to do with it? You know? know, it's like, it's like our sets, you know. Once I'm done a set, unless yeah. I'm sure I need it, I, I, I got to chuck it. What it's are you just, gonna? It's just
0: taking up space.
1: That's it. What are you gonna do with it? Um, holy grail. I don't know. I don't know. Life size. don't know. All right. That's
0: that's a lot to aspire to. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, I there's nothing really that I'm particularly after, you know. That blue snaggletooth has eluded me. Yeah. It's like the only vintage figure I'm missing. Wow. Yeah. Um, but again, it's not because I, I, don't, I can't buy it. It's because cause it's not that expensive. Yeah. You know, two, three hundred bucks. And I've paid that for some of the figures. Yeah. It's just that it's... it's that damn foot is... The paint is always rubbing off. It's silver paint, so it's hard to find that. Um, I really want to answer that question well, but... I just don't I don't know if I have any little nuggets in there. Yeah, there's a few. There's a few, but there's I'm looking around to see where
0: Where's <laughs> where's the gap on your shelf that you're like ah oh, I just had that.
1: Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't see too many gaps. Um I don't know. Man. Uh, you know, I'll,
0: leave it, I'll leave it with you. you the- I met
1: these guys too, you know. I met the the actors. Oh that's the
0: other thing. So you you started yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. Like you had a Star Wars convention.
1: I had here. two of them. I yeah. had two of them. The first and only ever conventions yeah. in Montreal for Star Wars. Yeah, and um,
0: so how did that come about?
1: Again, my passion for Star Wars. Yeah. You know, and I don't know. I guess I guess uh, not to sound too uh, arrogant or whatever. I I have uh, I have a knack for finding niches. Yeah. that are missing. You yeah. know what I mean. Shakespearean schools, sure. You know, Star Wars toys and before they were popular, um, and I, you know, Star Wars was gaining popularity. There was no guests ever coming. Yeah. I remember going to see Darth Vader at the convention that I, I told you about. I said, "Let me try this," you know. It, I I remember seeing in the states uh, there was a tour called Men Behind the Masks. Yeah, and uh, it, it would just be like. Literally, the guys behind the masks, the uh, more the unknown actors—doing uh, small conventions yeah. here and there, you know. And so I contacted them and um, and uh, to set something up and see what the costs were and stuff. And I'm also a guy who likes taking risks. Yeah, I love doing that, you know. And because when it doesn't pay off, it's not a big deal because nobody knows about it. But when it pays off. It's like ah, oh, he's, he's so smart. He's the man. There you go. You see, <laughs> so and it's paid off more than it has, not which is good. I like I like taking risks. I like, but, you know, when I had my store, I bought a lot of new things that other stores wouldn't. Yeah, and you know, created, I, you know, I brought me customers, and I, I like doing that. So I took a risk on this convention, and right off the bat, I started with like six or seven guests. I don't even remember. There was a. There was Mon Mothma, there was uh, Uncle Owen, yeah. who was very frail. There was uh, the woman who played Greedo, there was uh, the guy who played Boba Fett, and the guy who played uh, Darth Vader, right? That was five. Yeah. One, two, five. So I had five guests. My first convention was five guests. And it was insane. Yeah. It was insane. Um, when I, was this? This was... a. So, let me think, 1999? Okay. 99, possibly, uh, 98?
0: Okay, so just, just before the, the first prequels came out.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was in February, the prequels came out in May. Yeah. So, what year was that, 99? What do you mean... 99, I think.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, so the first convention was in February, so the, the hype for the prequels was, you know, at a peak, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, and it... It was way bigger than I ever thought it was going to be. It was, like, overwhelmingly big. Like, um, all my tables for retailers were sold out, so I couldn't sell anymore. So that I knew was was done before. Um, the guests were lined up. And then I started getting requests for interviews. Yeah. Okay? Uh, a couple weeks before. And I, so I brought, I brought David Prowse, Darth Vader, in a couple days early to do interviews with me. Yeah. Man, I, I, I we did radio, we did TV, we did, it was just insane, it was just insane, I did so many interviews, uh, live remotes, live, I was, it was just madness. I remember getting into the van one day with, with David Prowse, and my other buddy was helping me do all this stuff, and uh, checking my messages real quick, and my message box was full and I had a lot of messages, you know, like I was able to hold a lot of messages, even though phones had, didn't have that much capacity back then, but anyway, um, uh, it was full and I checking all these messages and it was like radio station and, and this and that TV station asking for inter- it was, it was crazy. So we did, we did all the TV circuits. We did uh, tons of interviews, radio and everything. And um, yeah. And then, then the day of, so I knew it was going to be good the, and uh, our VIP Tickets had sold out. There was only about a hundred of those. And those were pretty expensive. And you could have dinner with the guests and, and get autographs. Anyway, all that stuff. Um, but I knew there was something going on. When I showed up early, obviously I was one of the first ones there to to open the place, to get it all ready. And there was a lineup literally around the hotel, around the block. And wow. this is like 6, 7 in the morning. And I was like, so What? Something's, something's what the hell is going on? And it just... When we opened the doors, they just kept coming and coming. And there was, I don't know how many thousands of people. And it was insane. Amazing.
0: A lot of people dressed up and stuff?
1: Uh, not that many. Yeah. Not that many. This is before the days of, yeah, cosplay, of the full it was, cosplay. It was super huge then. No. No, it wasn't. Oh, and we had a lot of cool stuff. We had, like, a guy who built R2-D2s and stuff. Yeah. and You know, uh, it was cool. And, uh, and that was great. That was the first convention. And then uh, the movie came out. And then our second convention was a huge flop. Really? Huge flop. Comparatively. Yeah. Might have been okay for some, but like when you compare, it was like, yeah, it was a huge flop because everyone obviously hated the movies. Yeah. You know? Um, And it just turned into a disaster. And I said, that's it. That's That's, it. I can't. Yeah, I can't do it again because. Would
0: you ever do it again, though?
1: You know, so many people have asked me to do one. Yeah. I've actually asked me to do one, but, mm. I mean, these guys, these are guys who won't put up any money or anything, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just can you do one? You know? uh, would I do it again? Yeah, I'd do it again. Uh, can I do it again? No, I just don't have the time. Sure. My company is way too busy. I mean, I have companies here and, and all over Canada now, yeah. really. Um, so I, like, I just don't have the time. Um, resources are stretched. I don't have the manpower to do it. Like, there's not enough people that I trust to, to help me do that stuff. Yeah. And, it's just, it's, it's, it's a huge undertaking, man, you know, it's oh. a lot of work, you know. So, I mean, one day, one day, I've thought about it and I've, I've had ideas thrown at me by my, one of my best friends who's, who's my second in command for these things, you know. And he's thrown out all kinds of different ideas and, eh you know like
0: well if it ever happens give me a six months yeah yeah, yeah. Be here on a dime, man.
1: you know we were thinking about doing one about a year and a half ago yeah. to be honest and one of the guests we wanted to bring in would have been carrie fisher oh, yeah yeah, yeah yeah and uh uh yeah that would have been that would have been amazing had i done it if i look back now and think about it like had i done it but her fee is just insane i bet it's just insane and and yeah, she has a, a, a an American fee, and then she has an international fee, and oh, wow. it's a really crazy difference. Yeah, it's like it's ridiculous. So, I mean, we couldn't really do that. It wouldn't it wouldn't be cost effective. But yeah, you know.
0: Well, but, like I said, uh, if it ever happens, uh, let me know. I'll let you
1: know. Or if uh, Sam Jackson ever comes by again. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh man. Yeah, Sam Jackson came into my store and there's a picture right there
0: it is amazing yeah
1: yeah. <laughs> he signed all kinds of stuff for me left me his credit card number which i could have I'd <laughs> have
0: to mop up the floor just from all the yeah yeah <laughs> stuff here. um ace thanks so much for talking to the cave you're welcome man uh i've got more i want to see so let's, let's Yeah, yeah yeah <laughs> let's go
1: let's go let's go thanks again you're welcome